Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, time for how-to, when we give info on some of the sorts of things we may not do every day. Today, it's how to screen for bowel cancer, though we will uh, be speaking perhaps about other forms of cancer too. Dr. Alan Smith is a specialist in public health medicine at the National Screening Service. Good afternoon, Alan. Good afternoon, Sean. What's the difference between screening and diagnosis? Well, it's a good question. I suppose we're used to people turning up with symptoms uh, for bowel cancer, for example, example, and uh, usually presenting in that way. Screening actually tries to go upstream of that and try to detect it earlier before symptoms even appear. So we're screening, trying to put people through a process where we try and identify people who might be at risk of cancer. Right. So, so, it's, so a screening essentially will find out, and I suppose this applies to bowel cancer or any sort of cancer, that you're likely to get it or, you know, is it like can give you a percentage or, you know, you're definitely going to get it? There's no perfect answer. No, it can reduce, it can certainly give you an idea. Uh, it's, it targets, screening program targets a person without symptoms. So what it's looking for, the screening test that we use is, is microscopic, almost invisible signs of blood in the poo. So that's how screening is working. It's trying to detect, trying to reduce your risk. I think it'd be more about, all about risk reduction rather than giving you a guarantee that you do or you don't ha- have a cancer. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Well, we can get on to one how yeah. one how one reduces the risk. Um, uh, as I understand it, screening for bowel cancer, that's the only screening process you can do at home. Yeah, I mean, people might be familiar with breast check and cervical check. These are two programmes that obviously involve the GP or hospital type settings. But this screening test is a home test kit. So when you're registered with the programme, you get posted out an information pack uh, containing the test kit. It's about the size of a, a pack of chewing gum with a screw off uh, top with a little stick on the end of it. You go to the bathroom, you do your business, you put a little bit of poo on the end of the stick uh, put it back into the bottle seal it up your it's free postage back to the lab and the lab looks for traces of blood in it right (laughs) I don't think anybody a lot of people listening might not relish having to do that but you can go like to the toilet in in your the fact that it might be underwater isn't a factor well there's a few tips that you might maybe before you you go you might line the the bowl with some toilet paper I mean I think people are might be a little bit embarrassed by it but what we're trying to do is make it as normal as possible it's easy to do Uh, every single one of us has to visit the bathroom every single day it's not something that we should be embarrassed about Uh, there are over 3,000 approaching 3,000 cancers colorectal cancers in Ireland every year now over a thousand deaths and uh, so it's a big killer of men and women in this country but the good news is is that treatment is getting better so over 20 years ago when I graduated from medical school survival rates were poor less than 50% at five years but now mm. that's well over 65% uh, so, so yeah to go back to the uh, the testing thing you've got uh, how much do, is there a do you need is it like quite a small oh it's quite a small a amount pebble kind of thing it's quite a small amount not even the size of a, pe- a pebble right, okay. you're, you're literally running the, the tip of the stick across the surface of the of the poo. Yeah. So okay. All it's, right. It's quite simple. Yeah. Okay. So so then you, you kind of seal that up. You post it back. What happens to it then? What's it tested for? Okay. It's it's tested simply for the presence or absence of a certain amount of blood. So you it, you generally can't see it, um, but the lab will give you two results. One of two results. It's either normal or not normal. Okay. So if it's a normal result, you sort of pat yourself on the back and you'll get re 
invited again in two years time. So back to your original question, is it a 100% guarantee that you don't have cancer? No, but uh, every time you come back, it reduces the risk even more. So Okay, so is it the case then, Alan, there should never be blood in your poo if they're looking for blood? Yeah. Blood is an indication of something. Yeah, the body is a very sophisticated machine. And if you're passing blood in the back passage, you know, that's your body telling you something. Okay. It doesn't have to be bad news. Uh, it could be hemorrhoids. It could be a small little tear in the back passage. But the important thing to do if you do have symptoms is go to your GP. Um, it, it trumps everything. It trumps screening. It trumps the little test kit. If you're passing blood like that, you really need to see a health professional. Okay. So, yeah. So then, they, so when they say not normal, then they're advising you to go to your GP. And it could be a range of outcomes well, at, at that point. If it's not normal, it, there's blood in it. But yeah. we actually look after you from, in, in that situation. So if you get a not normal result, the, the test is saying that, look, we've picked up a little bit of blood in your stool. We think we need to do a, another test. And that follow up test is a colonoscopy. Right. OK, that's the one now people would be would assume was the the original screening test, but this is the less fun test. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 people describe it as probably more uncomfortable rather than painful or anything like that. I think we've had a lot of experience now in bowel screen over the last 10 years that people uh, are turning up for their colonoscopy and they don't really see it as a uh, an embarrassment or painful or anything like that. They come out feeling very much relieved. People who do go on, and it's about one in 20 people who do the home test kit will have a not normal result. Yeah, they'll have a colonoscopy, and roughly speaking, again, one in twenty might have a either an early cancer or what we call uh, a little polyp or growth, where cancers can develop in subsequent years to come. When you're getting a colonoscopy, are you given drugs of any sort? Well, it starts before you go into the hospital in terms of the day before you'll be given instructions on how to take a, a, a I suppose, a drink called yep, bowel prep. prep. Yeah. It isn't the most pleasant. And mm. as I said, it's probably not to everybody's taste, um, but it, it has to be done, really. And as I said, it's only once you have to do it. Um, obviously, stay close to the loo because you might feel like you want to go. Um, but once you've got that done, it really helps the hospital and particularly the, the, the person, the doctor or the nurse doing your colonoscopy to have a good look at the bowel uh, because it's it's a long tube and you want to make sure that the bowel is as clean as we call it as possible. So um, that's the most important thing to do beforehand. Mm-hmm. When you arrive at the hospital, they use what's called conscious sedation. So you're not going to be knocked out. You don't need to be knocked out. As I said, it's just to make you a little bit more relaxed, comfortable, make sure the bowel itself stays relaxed. Does that depend on where you get it done? Because Now, this is anecdotal, but I've heard of people who, who would get, you know, what that kind of Valium or whatever they, they would give them. But now in some places they give them nothing. Well, it can vary from choice. It's it's, yeah. it's a choice. Some patients might uh, prefer not to take anything whatsoever. Uh, no, but I'm saying the hospitals are saying, no, you're not getting that. We don't do that. No. They've changed it. Yeah, no, generally yeah. speaking, that yeah. you would, you should and would yeah. be given the choice. Uh, certainly we have working with 15 hospitals up and down across the country and we certainly try and standardise the approach. Yeah. Uh, but it certainly comes down to there's a degree of choice uh, of it. And obviously during the procedure it would be monitored as well. So if it's becoming uncomfortable or anything like that, the individual consultant might dis- decide to increase it. Uh, yeah. Or, or as I said, that 
but no sedation is a possibility as well if that's yeah. the agreed. How long do they last for those uh, uh, examinations? The average screening colonoscopy probably around 15-20 minutes. That's okay. longer than having a colonoscopy for another reason. Generally speaking because the individual doctor is having a good look at the full length of the bowel wall. Yeah. So he wants he or she wants to be pretty careful and take a look in all the nooks and the crannies as best they can they can do it. Mm. Uh, if they find polyps or these little outgrowths and probably have an image in your head of a, like a little mini mushroom, something growing on a little stalk, if they see one or two of them, it might last even a little bit long, longer because the consultant would want to go in, put a lasso around that little stalk and take it out and remove it. So there's zero chance of that ever becoming a cancer in, in two years, five years or ten years time. Right. So it can last a little bit longer but than the, than the average colonoscopy uh, for someone, as I said, going in for another reason other than screening. Okay. Now, y- y- are there mitigation measures in, in you know in advance, you know, so that you're less likely to get develop bowel cancer? Well, uh, yeah, there, there. We're certainly interested in preventing. And as I said, that old phrase of an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure mm. is so true in this. I think you were talking earlier about cigarette smoking. It's guilty too in this cancer. It's contributing. It's 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 fair share to the development of bowel cancer. Uh, other factors involved include a lot of alcohol, obesity, a diet rich in saturated fats, so an unhealthy type of diet, being overweight. Also, family history comes into bowel cancer as well. So there are a number of factors there, some of which you can control, some of which you can't. Obviously, yeah. if you have a genetic reason as to why you might develop bowel cancer, and there are examples of of types of conditions that are rare that can lead to bowel cancer. Obviously, you can't control that, but you can certainly take your exercise, reduce the cigarettes, stop the cigarettes, ideally, and reduce your alcohol intake yeah. and a good balanced diet. Yeah. All, the, all, all the usual things, mm. uh, I would have thought. Now, uh, uh, But at the moment, to be screened, no one is invited to be screened for bowel cancer. Is that, is that the case? Well, it's a bit of a mix. Uh, we in Bowel Screen have a register, so and we compile that register from the Department of Social Protection. So we're allowed co- to compile that register for the purpose of cancer screening programs. So everyone in on between the ages of 60 to 69 is currently eligible to participate in bowel okay. screen. But the register can be uh, less than perfect. So we encourage people to register with the program. And that can be done either on a free phone line or online at bowelscreen.ie. Yeah. Now, when you say anyone between 60 and 69 can do it, are they contacted and told, now's a good time for you to go and do this? Yeah. So generally what happens is that when you pass that age and if we have you on the register, you'll get an invite letter ah, in the post right. asking... Uh, the person to contact uh, Bowel Screen, A, to consent you to participate in the programme and and also trigger sending out that pack containing the home test kit. Yeah. So if you're, once you hit your 60s, you're more likely? Well, certainly bowel cancer is one of those cancers, like a lot of them, that appear more frequently as you get older. Uh, We want to try and get down to the full age range of 55 to 74. That's Mm. where we really want to target. And possibly in years to come, probably lower that to 50. But certainly the numbers increase once you get over 50, 55, and certainly take off once you hit over 60. Yeah, though someone's texting in to ask, I'm 42, can I get screened? 
Um, not at the moment through Bowel Screen, no. Right. Um, but could you get it done privately? You could go to your own GP if you wanted. I think whenever I hear that sort of query as a doctor, I, I always think of as this person having symptoms because it's often uh, a subtle way of asking that without telling somebody that, listen, I'm having trouble with my bowels. So younger people can get it. Uh, mm. there's, there's no doubt about that. I think um, the UK has seen uh, the case of Deborah James. Listeners might be familiar with her, her recent death. She was in her mid-30s when she got terminal uh, bowel cancer and she devoted the rest of her life to promoting mm. uh, early detection and, and screening as well. So it does occur in younger people, but generally when it does, it generally manifests itself with some types of symptoms. Yeah. So watch out for the, the change in your bowel habit. So Yeah, but say if you're like that person, 42, and you had a parent uh, who had bowel cancer, maybe even died from bowel cancer, you know, then, you know, then you might uh, understand their urgency to get a test. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think what would I advise in that situation is that person talks to their GP again, explain the situation and discuss. There, There are always intricacies around individual patients and the extent of the family risk. And certainly if somebody is worried, I think the GP would refer that person on for a colonoscopy if they were duly worried and yeah. if they thought the strength of the family risk uh, warranted such a, what, such a referral. Is the, is the numbers of ba- people uh, suffering from bowel cancer, is it going up, down, flat? It seems to be in or around the, between the two and a half, three thousand cases diagnosed mm. every year. So it's 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 a high enough number. Uh, more men than women. Generally about the 1600 to 1400 uh, ratio oh, men to women. Yeah. Uh, but a thousand deaths. So it's a, it's a lot of families that are affected in Ireland every year. Yeah. And this is definitely a cancer that we can do something about. And the treatments uh, have become much, much better. As I said, survival rates over the last 20 year, years have improved by over a third. And I think that's something that people forget. Uh, I suppose in Ireland, we often think about a diagnosis of cancer and particularly bowel cancer as that's it. You almost give up before you, uh, you know, before you go on to treatment. But treatments are better and survival rates are now approaching over 65% at five years, which is, uh, as I said, about a third of an improvement in 20 years. What are the range of treatments then if uh, somebody finds themselves in that situation? Yeah, the definitive core treatment is surgery. So yeah. removal of it and then that can be supplemented by chemotherapy or now, radiotherapy. Now does that mean removing pe- a part of the bowel as well? Yeah, it generally involves, as I said, a, 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 an upstream part of the bowel where the cancer is and downstream. Mm-hmm. So either side of the bowel yeah. they generally uh, remove. They want to make sure, they talk about having the margins that are clear. So you want to leave a clear sure. boundary of and normal what tissue. And put in that in-between part or do they <laughs> Put anything they don't in necessarily it. put anything in. As yeah. I said, they stitch it back together. Uh, so it depends on the extent and the complex and the size of the tumour and yeah. things like that, where they might need to do more fancy surgical procedures, where they might need to, as I said, uh, temporarily divert the bowel into the into a colonoscopy, colonostomies, for example. But yeah. it's rare. I think most cancers are dealt with uh, very easily by modern surgical techniques now. Right. Okay. And so that—that's. Uh, so, but would you get chemo for bowel cancer? Would there, is that an available route as well? It is. Uh, most cancers now are discussed uh, at a, a multidisciplinary team meeting, where the best treatment is designed for each individual patient. That's something that has really come to the fore over the last twenty years in Ireland. So the treatment is tailored for you. So and depending on your cancer, its location, whether it's suitable for surgery, the type of surgery, whether you're suitable for or it's the type of surgery is. Suitable 
suitable for chemotherapy or even radiotherapy. Uh, it's 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 a combination of all of those treatments in some cases. Yeah. Now you said that there's a kind of slight balance in 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 terms of men developing. Uh, um, the, it, when the in terms of the the proportions of people who turn out to be screened, is that mostly men? Uh, is it men being frog marched in by their partners to get screened? Uh, I, I wish I could say that it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't look like it in terms of the numbers, the uptake. Uh, I suppose overall we're uh, a little disappointed in the uptake and the numbers. It even though we invite over five half a million people every year, uptake seems to be stuck in the mid forty percent. Okay, um, slightly right. more women than men. Uh, but interestingly, there's more pathology or more pre-cancers, more early cancers in the men. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I think if if men's partners could uh, encourage them, I w- might not you. It might frog march might not be the. I suppose kicking the arse would be a wrong phrase in this instance. I, I, I well, I, I think it's certainly some research has shown how important uh, a female influence in a man's life yes. is yeah. to encouraging them to to go. I said men are are are, are some we we like the practicalities of things. We probably take better care of our cars uh, than we do of our own bodies, and uh, so any encouragement to go take uh, a free home test and a free colonoscopy and look you're in the best hands in this country in the cancer centres if you're uh, unfortunate enough to have a colorectal cancer but the outcome is positive now treatments are getting better survival is improving Alan thanks a million for coming into us today that was Dr Alan Smith a specialist in public health medicine at the National Screening Service that's bowelscreen.ie Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.